This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I am super excited because Michelle Fern, the amazing host of a Catitude podcast, asked us to chat with her about our multi-cat household. Boy, do we and have multi-cat. Yeah, with Rita at 19 and me at 11, that's a multi-cat household. We are very excited about this topic. So as soon as we get back, we're going to jump right in. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets. And with your help, we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over $7 million. So while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers' famous memory foam cushioning, you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion. Because happiness is having a loving pet by your side. Find Bob's at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, select Petco locations, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting. I teased you. We've got Michelle Fern with Rita and I discussing our multi-cat households, the myths, the benefits, and maybe a few struggles too. Thanks for joining us. Here we go. I've always wondered, how do you handle, I mean, three cats, five cats, but 19, 11, how do you do that? It's challenging. And <laughs> I have the great roots to prove it. I mean, between you guys, you have 30 cats. That's, yeah. that's like 30. I, I mean, I have five. Yeah. That's, I thought that's a lot. That's a lot of cats. But 30. I know. Bobby, we interviewed Bobby Flay during his press junket for Made by Nacho. And he went, wait a minute, together you guys have 30 cats? And then he said, I aspire to that. <laughs> I don't and know. I thought, Be careful. No, you don't. No. <laughs> so how, I want to know, let's start from the beginning. How did it start? Did you decide one day I need to have more cats? Or did everybody just, you know, I have this stray and that stray and they just started adding up? How did it all begin? Do you want me to start that, Linda? Yeah, go right ahead. All right. Well, I had two cats when I was married, and then I got divorced. I was single. I didn't have any pets. And the first one was we found a cat in the bushes where I worked that was abandoned by its mom. So, of course, I took it home, and then I thought she'd be lonely. So by then, I had a different job, and somebody there said, oh, I have a kitten that needs a home. So there was number two. And then another cat showed up outside my door and decided to walk into my apartment. So there was number three. And it just snowballed from there. I moved cross country with six cats and moved back with 17 cats. I now have 19. I have 20 at one point. But um, I got involved in 
volunteering for rescues and shelters. So a lot of times those special needs cats, the unadoptable ones, the ones that we knew were never going to make it in the shelter fell into my lap. Either the rescue people would call me or later on the people in the shelter, especially once I moved here to the Carolinas, uh, they're like, oh, we know you have cats and that you know all about cats. And we have this cat that has one leg that's got to be amputated and she's four weeks old and we have to euthanize her unless you take her. So yeah, I took her and her brother. And it just kind of went from there. I think Linda's happened a little differently, though, Linda. <laughs> Before we go to Linda, I have a quick question. Yes. So your cats are not, you're not fostering any, they're all yours. I started as a foster failure with some kittens for Save a Life Rescue. And Diana, who was the owner of Save a Life Rescue then, she said, oh, we just got these kittens and my barn's not ready yet and the heat's not working. Can you just take these two? That was Pink and Boo Boo. Can you just take these two home for the week and then you can give them back to me the next weekend? Well, of course, after spending a week in my house and then bring them back to the, the Petco adoption events, they were so freaked out and I just couldn't give them back to her. And then she got there and I said, I'm sorry, Diana, I can't give these kittens back to you. I'm attached now. And she opened up her truck and said, look at how many kittens I have. Do you really think I wanted those two back? Oh my and, gosh. Yeah. And then the next year I fostered four kittens for her and yeah, they never left. <laughs> okay. Just I get the picture there. there. I get the picture. Yeah. Linda, how did yours happen? So I love cats. And my daughters, Cassie and Lizzie, love cats. But my husband was a self-professed cat hater. You can find him with a cat snuggling in his lap at any time, night or day now. So, you know, don't worry about the cats. But he wasn't going to have a cat. So I took my daughter and volunteered at a rescue, let her just pet cats, socialize cats, to give her her cat fix. Well, we kept talking about this one cat, Subra. And finally, out of nowhere, Brian was like, okay, but just one cat. And, you know, we thought pigs were flying. So we adopted the cat and then I came home and told him the owner of the, the rescue says they do better in pairs. <sighs> okay, just two cats, two cats. <laughs> and then we ran into her and a cat that had been uh, with someone for years. They uh, had to move and couldn't take the cat with them. So they sent it back to the shelter and the owner was just so upset. And will you please just, okay, so three, just three cats. But then that cat needed a friend. So Four is actually, I think, a really nice number. You know, cats go off and sleep somewhere. I wanted somebody. I was raised with dogs. I wanted somebody that was going to be with me all the time. So if you have four, you have a pretty good chance of having somebody on your lap when you need them. So that that was a good number for me. But then, much like Rita, things happen. Uh, there was a cat actually where Rita lives that had FIV <laughs> and no one would adopt him. And she was full. So she keeps sending me these pictures. Yeah, she was at 20. So she keeps sending me these pictures with these eyes. I'm like, fine, I'll take this cat. Found out seven months later, he had a bonded partner. So she came in. So that's pretty much how it grew. And we were at eight which I'd like to say between four and six, preferably. But uh, then Warren passed away, and then my daughter had to move back home after her husband passed. They had four cats. What am I going to do? Tell her, well, your husband's died, and you're going to have to give up your children. So 11 <laughs> cats it was. So, and a dog. And a dog. And, and, a, and dog. a small dog, yes. Yes. Poor Sadie gets so ignored. <laughs> uh, but it's not. I don't think anyone 
in a healthy place sets out to have 10 or more cats. No. I, I just don't. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of struggle. But, you know, it can be done. It can be done happily and it can be rewarding. I think as we age, I know 20 was just not that difficult for Rita, but she's finding it's that bending down harder. and scooping boxes. And yeah, so when she got to 19, she said, I'm not filling that spot. I need to get this down a bit. <laughs> I think I made it clear to the shelter here in yeah. Lancaster yeah. that don't call me with any more because I took two 15-year-olds just before Christmas last year because they know me. My mom runs the Humane Society here in Lancaster, South Carolina. So they called me saying, well, we have these two 15-year-olds. They're human died and they've been in the shelter for three weeks and they're languishing. They're not doing well. Can you take them on by any chance? Well, I took them, but I told them that's it. No more. No more. No more. So, you know, interestingly enough, that's how it started with me. Dennis actually really? walked into the house when I opened the door. I heard him yelling outside one night, open the door. He walked in. The other two were just <laughs> cats that because I have three indoor and two outdoor because the outdoor I can't separate the female isn't would not be good indoor, but they they have everything. They have a little house yeah, outside. Sure. They have everything they need. Yes. But I put the limit at three because I have some allergies to cats that it's mild enough so I can get away with three. Linda, but too. any more than Me that, too. I don't I don't know what I wouldn't. I don't know. So, OK, 19 cats. Now, this know. might be a little personal, but do you guys have like a mansion or something? Because 19 is I mean, that's a <laughs> lot of, of litter boxes. And, and well, yeah, you're supposed to have. N plus one, N being your number of cats. So really, I should have 20 litter boxes, but uh, I have 15 because I have oh some God. that are double boxes that are big and I'm home all day. This is what I do. I don't work outside the home right now, so I can scoop them as many times as they need. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No mansion. As a matter of fact, how many did you have when you were in your apartment, Rita? Now, don't think studio apartment. It was a two bedroom, two bath apartment. It was a 1200 nice square foot apartment. I had, let's see, I had eight of them in that litter. I, the walk-in closet turned into the litter room. So I gave up my walk-in closet. So I had eight of them in there. And then I had a couple others. I think I had 12. Yeah. In that apartment. Yeah. That's, so are, yeah. Are all your cats indoor? Yes. Yes. We don't do outdoor at all. Yeah. Now I moved to this house. This house is uh, 2,400 square foot, two level. However, <laughs> all the cats but one live on the first floor. Uh, Scooter does not want to live on the first floor. He wants to stay up here. But so they, they don't even spread out. They come upstairs if I'm upstairs, but mostly they live yeah. on the first floor with me. So they're still living in about 1,200 square feet. <laughs> that's, wow. That's, you know. And then as far as this, this is a, a little. A oh, little segue, but what are your feelings toward indoor outdoor? Because I'll tell you mine before I hear yours. Even though I have two that are outdoor, I prefer indoor. And where I live, it's yes. it's warm all year. So, and the cats actually have in their little house a heating device just for cats. But I know the female. I had to get a cat trapper to to get her fixed. So she's so skittish even after five yes. years. So there's no way. And if I separate sure. them, they'll be they'll be heartbroken. But I'm a yes. big proponent on indoor yeah. because there's too much outdoor that could yes. injure them. 
You're giving them what they need though, Michelle. So, you know, they're safe. They have a place to go in inside of a, a shelter place. So they're not exposed to rain and wind and cold when, when the weather gets weird. Um, I'm, it sounds like they stick around your property. So they're not wandering off and having strangers do things to them. Hopefully they're not going in the street, but there are some outdoor cats that just don't want any part of us. If they've been born feral, ferals don't want any part of us. They really don't want to be indoors. That being said, if you've got a domesticated cat, I believe indoors only. I always told Linda, uh, I think she feels the same way as I do. Yes. Imagine taking your toddler. Okay. I lived in an, in an apartment complex that had, uh, you know, the whole thing was driveway, cars, people. Imagine taking your toddler as you're going out to work, setting him down in the parking lot and saying, okay, go do your thing. Have a good day. Go I'll play. be back in eight hours. Go right, play. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because there's people that drive nutty. I don't live in the wilderness, but you know, there's raccoons and possums. Yes. Well, in LA, there's coyotes, coyotes yes. right in the city. So yeah, yes. I think we someone spotted some alligators because we're in South Florida, but I haven't seen very many. So that's, that's not so much, but I've seen yeah. the possums and raccoons. And I just think there's, and there's crazy speeder people, you know, that, yes, I think in the U S most cats are indoors. No, I don't know yeah. about that. I it's, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Should be, but, but I don't know that they yeah, are. It's definitely a should. And we have seen personally stories of people that, you know, people do not want your cat in their yard and you cannot confine a cat to a yard in the same way you can a dog, unless you've got like a catio or something. But, you know, this is difficult to do. And I, I, you know, oh, the cat walked on my brand new car and scratched the paint. The cat dug up my flower bed. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, what people about get mad bushes, about this. Right? Yeah, I've had this experience where an indoor outdoor cat came over and dug up some freshly planted flowers. I wasn't mad at the cat because the cat was being a cat. But there are people who will consider that a pest much in the way we would consider a rat in the house. And they'll do things to the cat. It's not safe. But as you said, there are cats that just can't come inside. And so in that case, you do the best you can to keep them safe and give them everything that they need outside and keep them comfortable. It's out of your control. But if it's the person's choice, the choice, in my opinion, should always be inside. They live twice as long. So we're going to pause here to take a break to hear from our wonderful sponsors. And then we'll be back to talk more about what it's really like to live in a multi-cat environment. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting, where we are on the Catitude Show, actually, hosted by the awesome Michelle Fern. And we are grateful for the opportunity to talk about what it's like to own, between us, 30 cats. You know, I guess you have to be a cat behavior specialist to have this many cats in your house. They trained us. You would uh-huh. ha- you'd have to. What about fighting? Yeah, it. Rita's group, Rita's got her own personal clouder. They have become very accustomed to cats coming in and out. You know, as she mentioned, she'll get a call. We've got these senior cats. Their parent died. They're sadly not going to be with her long. Her cats have really adjusted to cats leaving and cats coming. And they're pretty good. I integrated four with seven at once. That was really tough. And there was some fighting. You know, I spent a lot of time hashing things out with Rita. We talk on the phone a lot anyway, but I think it was really bad then. You know, we find the things to put in our toolkit to help and we work with them. But it does help to be a behaviorist and have a behaviorist on call. I'll tell you, even when you are a behaviorist, when you're in a situation that is overwhelming, scary, whatever, anxiety producing, you kind of forget what you know sometimes and work on just that instinct. Like, oh, that's my baby. Protect it. And so there are times that Rita and I both, Rita will tell me something that's happening and I'll say, well, blah, blah. And she'll go, oh, yeah, duh, I knew that. Or vice versa. (laughs) And it helps to have somebody to talk it out with. But I think as behaviorists, I think having this many cats has actually helped us in a lot of ways because, you know, I have a variety of 11 cats to see how they behave, how they react. I've seen the shy cats, the bully cats. I've got a story for just about everything at this point that could possibly happen that I can relate to because I've seen it. Almost every now and then we'll hear something. We're like, oh, that's new. There's a new one. How'd that happen? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Do you ever do it? And this is for both of you. Do you ever mix up your cats? Because 11 (laughs) maybe is not, but 19. I mean, do you ever, you know, there's tabbies and the tabbies. I don't mix up mine, but there's only five. So, but 19, I think I would mix them up. Well, I I know who's who, but sometimes the names, just like if you've got multiple children, you're going, oh, 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 until you get the right name out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But exactly. Yeah, my parents, Laura, Linda, whoever you are. Yeah. Actually confuse them for each other. No, I haven't. But Linda has three black cats. I have three black cats and Baca is bigger than the others. Inky is a big boy, but not as big as Baca is. And Shadow is very small. However, if one of them just walks in and they're not standing together, <laughs> there are moments when it's like, wait, who are you? So we we tried putting a blue collar on Inky and a pink collar on Shadow. And then Baca's the one without the collar. But, you know, occasionally they take them off. So that can be a struggle. And then my daughter's cat, Harley, looks very, very similar to my cat, Karma, but she's got, Karma has some weight on her paws and her chest. But if her back's to me, I don't know who you are. <laughs> All right. Now, here's something I'll bet everybody's thinking about because cats, they shed. They shed. Dennis is part Maine Coon. He sheds a lot. So with three cats, I have to vacuum every couple days or my, uh, my significant other. He has to vacuum every couple days. So what about with 19 and 11 and cats? Are you vacuuming every day? 
Linda has been to my house and she knows I'm the world's worst when it comes to vacuuming because I don't want to scare the cats. They hate it. They run, they hide, they panic like this thing's going to suck them up and spit them back out. So luckily I have hardwood floors, but I have two rooms upstairs with wall to wall carpet and I have a big throw area rug in my living room that really needs to be vacuumed more than it is. So I'm yeah. very bad about that. And Linda, I think Linda, you've got hardwoods like I do though. Yeah, we, we're pretty good about vacuuming at least twice a week. But as you said, Michelle, 11 cats, that's a lot of hair. So if I know someone's coming over, never surprise me. Always call first. Yeah. <laughs> I vacuuming the, the sofa and the living room is like the first thing I do. Somebody's coming. Get the vacuum. Hurry up. So, yeah, you know, and it's part of it is, look, this comes with the territory. There's going to be cat vomit on the floor. You're going to step in at a barefoot. You know, there's going to be fur balls rolling around. Reminds me of those old Westerns. The with tumbleweeds. The, the, the tumbleweed rolling around. Yeah, it happens. It's part of the, you know, nothing's perfect. And Urgh. we love the cats, but that's so one of the like, downsides. Uh, what about, okay, here's something I'm sure people are thinking about, too. 15 litter boxes and Rita has, right? And Linda, how many do you have? Uh, I'm going to do math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have 10. Ooh, so yeah, whoa, it's still not whoa. the correct okay. number, but it's not as many as I'm supposed to. I think I have four and it's... You have the right amount. Five. I have five well. and it smells sometimes. What do you do? And for 15, I don't know. Scoop, a scoop, a scoop, scoop the litter. <laughs> yep. I, I get clumping okay. litter. When you have kittens, you're not supposed to do clumping litter, but after they get older, you can. So I make sure I've got clumping litter. I scoop it a lot. And I use brands that aren't really heavily perfumed because then you, you, know, you end up with a house that stinks like perfumed poop, quite frankly. We also, we love this formula called anti-icky poo that you can spray on your carpets or your sofa and that. And sometimes after I scoop the litter, I'll spray a little bit inside the litter pan just to get any residual odor off, especially yeah. my lidded boxes. But yeah. uh, I actually had a home vet come when I lived in the apartment still. And he said, um, I really expected to smell something in here, but I don't smell anything. And then I had another home vet come here to the house. And the only thing she chided me about was my lack of vacuuming. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> smell anything, but she's like, you really need to vacuum more. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I just don't want to scare them. So yeah. The first time I went to your apartment, Rita, I'm going to tell myself, I was dying to get in there and take a whiff because you said you kept it under control. You know that commercial, they've gone nose, nose blind. blind. This is totally what I thought was going on. And I walked in there and I'm trying to be inconspicuous going, <laughs> and yeah, I, I didn't smell anything. So yeah, you did good. I got a litter genie and that changed my life. Diaper pails, same concept, same thing, you get a diaper pail, whatever. So I have one in the downstairs bathroom and one in uh, my bedroom so that before I'm going to bed or somebody, cause you know, you can scoop those boxes greatly and somebody's waiting for you to do that so they it's can true. go in there and poop and leave it for you to smell. We've all experienced this. So I'm going to get into bed. We've scooped the box. Somebody plops one. You just open the lid, put it in there. It keeps the smell in. It makes it much more convenient as opposed to grabbing the grocery sacks off the back porch and walking to each one. We love so it's a lot easier to scoop, you know, walk in the room. Oh yeah, I should scoop it real quick. Walk away. It, it makes, it helps a lot. I think I just have Charlotte never, she never covers and yep. uh, stink bombs everywhere. So yes, uh, she's, she was a feral cat adopted maybe five months in. So oh, that's why she kind of has mm -hmm. issues. She just, yeah, we have one of those. 
Ah, you know, what are you going to do? Sometimes exactly. not covering is a sign of their, it's a dominance thing. Sometimes it's just because they weren't taught by their, their mommy kitty, but sometimes it's yeah. a dominance thing. Yeah, I think she does it. It's definitely there you go. a little bit of spite. Okay, here's something. Yep. What is feeding time like? <laughs> I, I try to picture it. You know, I have, I had at one time two dogs. Poor Zeusie's almost gone in a year now, but the dogs would eat the cat food. So I, I got we, cat treat trays that actually Pet Life Radio started selling and they're all raised. So this way the dogs don't eat the cat food. Now, funny enough, the cats eat the dog food because it's just Nikki. So we have yeah. the opposite problem. But well, Linda yeah, has that you know, issue. Doing yeah, five, do. it's not so bad, but I can imagine 19. <laughs> 11 that must i mean that i could do all five in maybe 10 minutes well i lay out downstairs linda's seen me do this numerous times twice a day i lay out um i think it's 24 bowls the reason i do that is because some of the cats they want the next bowl and the next bowl and next bowl so i have to have more bowls and i have cats and that's just for downstairs then i have to do a special upstairs trip to feed scooter who won't come downstairs even though he can and i usually have stragglers following me upstairs for seconds linda witnessed i usually go to the stairs and i say something like the second serving will commence on the lido deck for anybody who's interested in second portion <laughs> right <laughs> watching her feed the cats is the funniest thing in the world i told my daughter once when we were visiting i feel like i should be helping her but this is better than any tv show i've ever seen no so, you know everybody's she really caters. now this is not necessary but she really caters to her cats and I so do. this one likes this and this one likes that and so she's and you'll hear her talking to them and she'll be like can i just if i could just get a cup of coffee before okay i'll get this done and then she'll say what are you why are you eating that you don't like that one and then okay fine have this one and then i guess i have to do this so there's this whole <laughs> running commentary going and then she'll okay i Upstairs seating is coming, and some of them get the served in the bedroom, and some of them get served oh, here. That's and, true. I forgot about gosh. that. Yes, and so she's all over the house, and yeah, then some of them come back and act like they haven't been fed. It's absolutely hysterical. My cats are a little less spoiled than her cats. We open up the cans. We put down one bowl for each of them. They all commence in the kitchen. It is startling to come out. Like my husband does the evening feeding. And it is startling to walk into the kitchen and find 11 cats. Oh, that video you did. You yeah, you can't walk through the room. It's crazy. It's like the swarm or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not, it's not too much more work in that part for me. But I, my cats, I won't allow my cats to talk to Rita's cats and find out how spoiled they are because there's going to be a problem. What about your dog? Does he try, does Sadie, does she try to eat the cat food? She knows to stay away from the wet cat food. She does eat the dry every once in a while. And I, I, I gave up, you know, uh, pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> cat, cat food makes dogs fat and dog food's not good for cats because it's not yep. pure. Usually it's yep. not pure protein, which is what cats yep. need. Okay. Now backing up on the, this question and feeding them all, is it expensive? I mean, I would, <laughs> I, would I would have to like have another two jobs to feed well, yeah, that, that's a challenge. I pay, I spend about $800 a month on Chewy, sometimes a little more. If I'm if I'm doing a whole litter change out, scrubbing the boxes down, it's more because I'll have to order more litter. Yeah. But yeah, it's expensive. So please buy my book. I really need it. <laughs> I really need it. <laughs> book a behavior session, something we must feed the animals. <laughs>
Okay, plug your book. Where's your book? Where can we find your book? Uh, it's on Amazon. It's on, it's on Amazon. It's called Sadie's Heart. And it's all about my cat who was not supposed to live past six months, but because I loved her so much, she lived to be almost seven years. She had a ventral septal defect in her heart. So it's all about my journey of discovering that, finding right medications, helping her to live as long as possible. And then what do you do with that grief in the end? Uh, and there's some yeah. some grief uh, there's some grief counseling resources in the back of the book. I'm gonna cry just thinking book, about it. <laughs> purchase okay. a box of tissues with the purchase of the book. Yeah. I blubbered like an idiot. So yeah, just yeah. Like, Linda was my editor, and there might well be a few <sighs> mistakes left in the book because none of us can read it again. It's hard to read through tears. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you a copy, Michelle. When you need a good cry, that's what you read. Yeah. Yeah, I almost I was there today because it's a year shy of a week that Zeus passed away. So that was, mm. I, I had enough. Mm. I had I had my my uh, I guess uh, filled with yeah today yeah at least for today. Yeah. Okay, yeah. here's something, and all of these are questions I've I've gotten over the years, but I think they're also coming from the perspective of my listeners that have no idea. So that's why all these questions, if they sound okay. weird, you know. Okay, what do you do? Or can you go on vacation? Well, I'm lucky that I own Cats Pet Sitting. And one of, now that I don't own it anymore, still one of the sitters who went to the new company, Meowtel, Barb, she's my sitter. And she'll come twice a day. She spends a good 90 minutes to two hours with my cats. Um, Linda luckily has built-in cat sitters. Right, Linda? Yeah, I'm fortunate that, you know, it would be an issue if we took a family trip, although I don't remember what that is. That was pre-COVID, so I'm not really sure what that is about. But if we all went somewhere together and we're going to be gone overnight, yeah, I, I would hire a cat sitter to come at least once a day. But with not, you know, there's automatic feeders and things you can do. The cat's not going to starve, but there's also trouble that they can get into or they could get ill or so. I won't let them go over 24 hours without being seen. Fortunately, a lot of my, all of my traveling in the last year and a half has been coming to see Rita and business stuff. So I usually bring one of my kids with me and the other one is at home and, and my husband. So they take care of it. That's the best way. If you can keep your cats in your home and have someone come and you yes. know, sit or come and take care of them or something, that's yeah. always the best. Yes. Cats don't you board know? well. Cats don't board well at all. Unless yeah. you're having your house fumigated or something and there's a reason to yeah. get them out of the house, I don't recommend boarding. I've been fortunate in all the years I've had pets or fur babes. I've never had to board. So I'm just grateful that I yes. have because I just I'm sure boarding places it's nothing against boarding places I'm sure right. they do a good job and whatever but I think if they do better in their home and they do not yes. contained yes. you know because a lot of boarding yes. places have to put them in um, a large crate just for safety reasons so could you see me taking yes. 19 cats to a boarding facility <laughs> no <laughs> I, I think I need to have an Amex black card to afford it. What is the vet like? How are your vet trips or how many do you go on a month? Or I'm there all the time. They're about to name a wing after me, I swear. But I, I love my doctor, Dr. Glenn at uh, Faulkner Animal Hospital in Lancaster, South Carolina. He is awesome. And he's he's like me. He doesn't believe in over medicating, you know, giving them shots they don't require. Um, they give me now the the three year, I think it is shots, so I don't have to take them in every year unless yeah. somebody's having a problem. But as my cats are getting older, I've made sure all my seniors have had a senior panel. They have the baseline. They've been seen. 
Some of my younger ones have been recently because they've been spayed and neutered more recently. But uh, I leave my carrier out. My cats play in it, so they're not so scared of it. So when it does come time, I just had to take Missy on, on an emergency basis, even though she's been to the vet recently. One of her claws grew into her paw, and she's a very touchy cat. I can't clip her or anything. So I had to take her in Thursday, and my vet is so great. They were able to take care of it without putting her under. So it's really important that you have a veterinarian who's going to listen to your needs and uh, not prescribe every test in the free world because they're trying to make bank, you know. Exactly. Make a ton of money on me, but they're easy on me because they know they know I have so many cats and and they know what I do for a living, which is awesome. My doctor, my vet's always asking me questions about what we do and our radio show. And he's he's a big fan. He's a closet fan of ours. (laughs) (laughs) You should have him on one time. Uh, we're, we're trying. trying. We're working on it. He's very modest. Actually, he just He's... got over having COVID, even though he had yeah. the COVID drops. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, I just had not that long ago a show about choosing your vet. Uh-huh. I agree with you. And I've also talked a lot with um Dr. Jeff Werber. And oh, yeah. Who hosts, you know, Ask the Vet with Dr. Jeff. He's so knowledgeable. We have a lot of knowledgeable people. And they echo what you say. They don't need every shot in the world that there is. You know, it depends on on the environment, your cat, you know, if they're not outdoors and it's not something that's even close that they can contract in this part of the yeah. country or something, you don't have to, you know, it's not really necessary. And I had a situation where the vet was just so horrible. And this is with my, my dog that I left and I, I was just horrified and I thought I have to do something. I have to get somebody else because it's unfortunate. And I don't want to say it's all young vets, but this one, in my case, it happened to be a young vet and it was just handled so mechanical. So here, here's the bill. This is what it's going to cost. You want us to do this? It's just the worst. Yeah. So especially if you have so many cats, you want a vet that you can jive with that understands your needs and, you know, is there for you, not just needs to make a house payment or something. Yeah. Cats especially are so subtle with their signs of illnesses. Your vet has to trust you. If you come in and just say, I don't know, something's wrong. You know, I, I can't tell you he's limping, he's crying, but something's wrong. And there are vets that'll be like, there's nothing wrong. And then there are those that will listen to your instincts. It's the same thing as when you have children with your pediatrician. I don't know. She's just not acting right. I can't explain it. And they either poo-poo you or they listen to you and try to figure out what's wrong. That's the doc you want to go with. I had a big fight with one of my former vets because he thought I should euthanize one of my cats. She wasn't ready. I knew she wasn't ready. And he screamed at me. Oh, and I just calmly picked up my cat and said, thank you very much. I left and I'm not going to say the vet's office name because the lead vet, I liked him. And it's one of the vets that my mom's organization used. They don't use them anymore. But um, I actually got a handwritten apology letter from the vet, but I still won't go back there. Good. Oh, yay. Yay. Because, you know, more people should pet parents, I think, should take that kind of action. If they're not treated with respect, if their pets are not treated with respect, if it's just, you know, a a matter of money, here's the bill, there's this, whatever, then that's not the vet you want to go to. And and that cat lived two more years. The next vet I went to said, you're right. She's not ready yet. We, you know, we can still, she was still happy and eating and, you know, wasn't in any pain. There was no reason to euthanize her yet. I would forgive that that he wrote you a letter. That was nice. I've forgiven you. I hold no ill will. And but yet you've proven where your listening skills are. So yeah, I wouldn't go back either. It's not a punishment. It's what's in the best interest of my cats. Right. Exactly. Best interests of your cats and what you're comfortable with. 
Yes. If it was a doctor, I've also walked out of like people doctor appointments when Definitely. I asked a question or something. They just gave me a bunch of that. So you know what? Goodbye. Okay, let's yep. let's get back on the horse. All right. All right. <laughs> Here's my last question. Okay. Would you do it again? I don't know. <laughs> Probably. You Probably. know, yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, sure I would maybe one or two cats, but would you go to you know the super multiple as I call it? I have no desire to ever be at 11 again. And then again, it wasn't my desire in the first place, but um, five to seven, I think is probably my max. But the main reason is it's a lot of work and I'm getting older. I'm in my mid fifties. Yeah. Things are starting to creak, crack a little bit. I need to be the best for my cats and the reason, one of the reasons I was so excited, Michelle, when you said you wanted to do this, and I was like, I could kiss you, because there is a big misunderstanding about people who have lots and lots of cats. There are cat hoarders out there. Yes. I actually saw an episode of Hoarders, oh. and, and you know, it, it happened by accident. Watch. She lived in the country. People were dropping off the cats. She couldn't afford much. She didn't get them spayed and neutered. It was crazy, and it was a horrible situation. There are people that will fill the void. They have a void. They fill it with alcohol. They fill it with drugs. They fill it with fluffy cats. That's a great thing, right? If you cannot afford to pay attention to these cats, somebody better be petting this cat every day, okay? If you're alone with 19 cats, that's a tough pill to swallow. I am lucky in that I have uh, three other people in my home that There's can There's always me someone on me, unless I'm here doing a podcast, then they're yes. next to me. But yeah, there's always somebody yes. sitting on me. Sometimes always. several. Yeah. Uh, if you cannot afford the food, if you cannot afford the vet care, Rita has run into several just in the last year, a couple oh, of cancers, a yeah. thyroid, a diabetic. You know, if you get a liver year, disease, and, a liver and, disease yeah. and, and we don't know what's going on with cupcake. Yet. Yeah, we're still if investigating. you have 10 cats, I mean, it's a numbers game, right? If you have five cats, you're probably in danger of one of them having a problem. If you have 20 cats, you're probably in danger of five of them having a problem. You know, it's a numbers game. If you yeah. can't afford that vet treatment, then you should not have those cats. If you cannot afford good food, doesn't have to be the most expensive, but protein protein food. based food yes if you cannot afford to do the things that your cat needs your cat's basic rights then you should not have those cats and if you bring them in anyway i'm going to say you're a hoarder but it can be done responsibly and i love chewy because if you go to the grocery store and put eight jugs of cat litter in the back of that so what's the first question you, you get how many, cats do you say, how many cats do you have? And she's going to look at you very judgmentally. I she's used a to lie. Judgy cashier. I used she's to a, lie. Yes, we but, all did. But yes. then I started shocking them and saying 20, like waiting for them to make something of it. Nobody said a word because nobody knows what to say to that. I don't know. Yeah. I love Chewy too. Yes. Even, even though I'm only chewy. buying like one huge box of litter or something. Right. And maybe, it, well, I don't know, six yeah. cases of cat food. It's they deliver one box of litter. Yes, one box of litter. Service is good. I I love them. Yes, I I do too. I go through. What's one box of litter? Yeah, exactly. I go through twenty-four a month. Twenty-four. Well, the double size. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it's heavy and it's being dropped in your door. So yeah, yeah, it's good for a millionaire. Yeah, and I I don't have to carry it in the house. It's delivered right out front beside my front door. 
But the biggest thing really is, yeah, that person who's going to look at me if I buy what I buy every other week from Chewy. And how many cats do you have? Well, my mom business. and dad had eight dogs. Now they, they have five because three of them have passed away. Um, but yeah, she'd get the same thing when she goes to get dog food. How many dogs do you have? Because right? the cart's full of dog food. If I there's make an automatic assumption that your yeah. house is going to stink. There's right. cats everywhere, you know, but cats, there's some of them are upstairs. Some one's on the tree. You come in, you're probably going to have four or five cats in the living room with you. You're not going to have 11. That's just not how it works. I just, I wouldn't recommend though, anybody listening, I would not recommend going out and getting 11 or 19 cats, right? It happened to us because of our involvement with rescue and shelters. But you know, there's a lot of us out there and in doing the pet sitting and the behavior counseling, we've discovered that a lot of people are out there that have the numbers we have because they've been involved in rescue or because they're in a situation where they live where people drop off cats all the time and they hide it. They lie about it because they don't want to be judged. I was dating somebody for a very brief period in Los Angeles Actually, we're just like hanging around as friends to see if we wanted to date. But uh, at that point, I think I had 15 cats and he just one day just yelled at me. Why do you have 15 cats, Rita? Like trying to get to this root cause of what's wrong with you, dear? What has caused the hole in your soul? And it's not that. That's not why I have them. But there are people who have them for that reason. You know what? Listening to both of you, I want to say, what is it their business? What Thank is you. your business? <laughs> you know, Good, yeah. if you choose to have, you know, if I were to say something, I would say, well, you must have a lot of cats. What What are your kind of cats do you have? Just to be curious. But I wouldn't yeah. be judgmental. I would People want to know what kinds and, you know, the, 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 this. Oh, you know what? I lied. I have one more question. You guys have favorites? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like when you have pie. human kids, you have your favorites. And my sweetie pie is my absolute yes. favorite because she looks like a kitten still. She's a tiny little thing. She's two years old. She's long hair, fluffy, beautiful, Aww. dilute calico. She's got catitude. And I just love that stinking little girl. She's my baby. <laughs> she is. She is. If you see Rita with her, that's her daughter. Yes, 100%. Truly, just as with kids, I love all of my cats. An equal amount would jump in front of a truck for any of them. But my kismet that I got from North Carolina was FIV positive. Nobody wanted him. He Somebody dumped him. He had been an in-home cat because when he got rescued, he was very purry and lovey and rubbing his face on. So he was living with a feral colony. He was beat up. Yeah. So, of course, he's my little sick kid that I really try to protect and worry about, you know, and, and with FIV, I don't want him to get exposed to any germs or, you know, that. So and then Subra's my Velcro kitty who lays with me every night and makes it difficult to work and, you know, is on me. She's just my lover. And, I have yeah. a few of those, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think those are my two favorites. Don't tell the others. No, my other favorite is Simba. Every morning he yeah, bathes me. Every morning. Yeah. yeah. Rita, Linda, thank you so much for coming on Catitude and sharing what it's like to have a multi-cat household, thank like a multi-multi-cat household, and telling us, you know, just your honest opinion and thoughts about all of these questions, because it's definitely been an eye-opener, and I'm sure the listeners of Catitude are going to say, you know, wow, that's really interesting. I didn't <laughs> I didn't think that or think that. So thank you so much for making time in your busy schedule. That's to our Catitude. I want to thank Michelle Fern of Catitude on Pet Life Radio for her interest in what it's really like to live in a multi-cat household. 
Linda and I both enjoyed sharing our experiences. And anybody has any questions about what it's like, feel free to visit our website, catbehavioralliance.com. Check out our blog, The Daily Muse, and ask us what, what it is that we go through. You know, if you have questions about what it's like to have Maltese, feel free to ask the question. I'd also like to thank Linda Hall for being my partner in crime, my best friend, and my co-conspirator in all things cat, and Mark Winter for giving 19 Cats and Counting uh, the space on Pet Life Radio. We uh, so enjoy being part of the Pet Life Radio family. And don't forget, every day is Catter Day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>